And uh, what a privilege it is to see family love one another as we continue to grow in spiritual realm. I look out to you and I think, wow, can you just think of this, where we were and now what we've become? How we have grown in the Lord, how we have taken the word of God and just allowed it to be so real to us. We are uh, teaching a series, I continue in this, even though I missed the last couple Sundays. Uh, we were in Colorado, I flew out Wednesday for our grandbaby's first birthday in Colorado. Saturday morning, we found out about my mom. Saturday night, I flew back here, was planning on speaking on Sunday and then taking time off because my mom was flying in with my brother on the following Wednesday. And uh, so on that Sunday, the only time I could get a, a flight was uh, the time that I could, which caused me to miss Sunday morning. And this is the message that I had for you, and this is the message I felt that the Holy Spirit had given me in this series, and I'm going to continue with this. But I also want to tell you, I did have a little time with my family and sitting around, and my wife and I actually got into the World Cup. And uh, when, I, when I grew up, soccer was for girls in Michigan, and uh, I know better now. So uh, what, a, what a great game, and uh, Doreen, where are you? England's still in there, and uh, so we're going to root on for, for Doreen, and uh, we're just uh, actually, it's a lot of fun. We call her up, and she's so nervous, and, and so it's, it's a lot of fun. But let's get real, there's something God's wanting to do in your life and in mine. And in order to really get real, it's not about ideology, it's not about culture, it's about what God says. And the title of, of today is, I heard God's voice, now what do I do? And the reason why I'm saying that is because many of us who love God with all of our hearts and desire to do God's will, when we hear God's voice, we're not sure it's God's voice. When God directs us in many different ways, we're not sure it's God. We struggle with that, and we, we have a tendency to back away, and because we're not sure, we don't do anything. And, you know, religious church is always about doing. But really, if you want to understand what church is all about, is to hearing the voice of God, hearing the word of God, and then living that life and becoming that. And because we become what the word of God says, then we live out, we do life, we do Christian life. And so many Christians are, are involved in the doing and it's not hearing God, it's just doing because that's what you're supposed to do. And what that has done is that caused confusion in a lot of people's lives. And it's caused us to want to do something and, and we do it and we're just not fulfilled in doing it. And see, the covenant of God is to bring great fulfillment in your life. Even though the result of your action doesn't bring about what you think is supposed to happen, you're still fulfilled because you've been obedient to the Lord. Because you just love God, God loves you, there is a, that relationship, and you have communication. It's not a one-sided communication. God help! It's literally a communication of 
two people that are head over heels in love with each other, God the Father and us. So turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. We're going to cover Mark chapter 4 and Luke chapter 8, but Luke chapter 8 is going to be next time together. So you can read the whole chapter of Luke chapter 8, preparing yourself for next week. We've been talking about hearing God's, and so obviously we must be good stewards of the written Word of God. Hearing God is understanding that the Word of God is something very special. We need to honor the written Word as the infallible, inerrant, inspired of the Holy Spirit Scripture. No matter what culture says, listen to me very closely, no matter what culture says, what ideology people have, this Bible never changes. We need to honor it as what it is, not what we want it to be. We need to memorize it. We need to meditate on it. We need to take this word and understand that it is our life. We need to read it and and study it as God's written word that was spoken. It was spoken, then it was written. So the reality is when we do hear God's voice, and he speaks to us particular in one way, but in many ways, here's my thought. We must steward well the written word. Today I'm saying, are you stewarding the spoken word? We steward well the written word, but are you stewarding the spoken word? The explanation that I want to give you is when God speaks something to your heart, what do you do with it? The question is, is what do you do with it? And why I'm asking this question is because this is a question that I believe the Holy Spirit asked me many decades ago. Let me give you an example. Let's say God wants to encourage someone with a scripture. So God puts a scripture on your heart and says to you, send a note, send a text, a card to this individual with the scripture on it. See, God knows the needs of all people. You don't surprise God when you pray to him and tell him the situations you're facing. He knows. And he absolutely has a plan for your situation. He is the alpha and the omega of your faith. He is the beginning and the end. He knows what you need. And so in this, he knows this individual that he encouraged you to write to or to talk to or to text message and God prompts you a few days before and you don't do it because you're wondering why or how this person's going to handle it or they're not really churchy so maybe what you say to them they won't understand and we begin to become divided in our heart of what God said. See, our desire is to hear God's voice, but when we do, we struggle stewarding it well. But I'm going to show you how to steward well. I'm going to show you in this series 
how to grab hold, even though your, your mind is screaming at you and saying, don't do it, that you will obey the words that God gives you. So God speaks to someone else, and that person sends the card because you didn't. So here's my question years ago. If you're God, the next time you want to encourage someone, send a scripture to someone, who are you going to speak to? The person who didn't do it, thinking, well, maybe that's just me. It's the pizza I ate last night. Or the person that immediately obeys him. And I want to say, church, be courageous. I came home, and my oldest grandchild, Alina, um, they watch a program, a, a movie, and it's in the movie, the mother passes away, and the last statement the mother says is, be, uh, be kind, have courage, and be kind. Thank you, honey. She remembers all those movies. <laughs> and what I'm saying to you, be courageous in what you hear, and be kind. I find that at times religious people have a tendency to use God to get at somebody. Godly people are courageous to say the things that God says, but in the context of what God says, it's out of love. Amen? And so you find people say, well, my church, it doesn't matter my church. We, we come to this church, we're called to this church, we're committed to this church, we're faithful to this church, no matter what. But the reality is, is that it's not because of the church, it's because God called us. Because God stated something to us, and we are here. So this is so important. When we think of stewardship, many of us, and, and it's rightfully so, we think of time, money, energy, and resources, and again, that's all important. But again, how do you steward what God has said to you? And I'm saying this many times because I, I want us to get in the same thought process that I had many years ago. Am I stewarding what God says well? Am I willing to go that extra mile to do what God said to me? Am I willing, listen very closely to this, am I willing even to make a mistake thinking I heard God? Instead of, I'm wondering if it's God and not do anything. Am I willing to do the will of the Lord when he speaks? Am I willing to steward that? We steward our time, we steward our money, we steward our energy, our resources, but in many instances, when God speaks, we're confused. So let me give you three ways to fulfill the purpose of what God said to you. Everything that God says to you and me has purpose behind it. God knows all things. He, he understands all things. 
He even knows the things that you will do tomorrow. Nothing surprises God. So here's the first thing I want you to understand, and I'll explain it. First of all, steward what you hear. Recognize when you sense in your heart that God has spoken, whether by written word or a voice, I want you to understand the first thing that you need to do is to say, how am I to steward this? Many of us recognize financial stewardship. We tithe the 10%, we live within our means, and we call this stewarding principles. And I wanna tell you the greatest principle you can live by is hearing God and then acting on what you hear. Everybody with me? Okay, let's dig a little bit deeper now. Regarding giving, Jesus said something, listen very closely. And I don't think, you know, not because we really don't know, we've seen it, we've read it, but we really didn't get this. Jesus said something, let me see if you remember this phrase. With the same measure you use it will be measured back to you. That phrase is found in Luke chapter 6, and he's talking about giving. Did you know Jesus used the same phrase, stewarding, about what you hear? Mark chapter 4. Look at Mark chapter 4, verse 24 and 25. Look at this very closely. Then Jesus said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now that just needs to just blow you away and remove every aspect of confusion. Because here is the reality, as we have found in this series, that we are created with the ability to hear God. When you became born again, you become a spirit that has the ability to hear God. We found that you are sheep, we are sheep and the sheep know his voice. So in all of this, it's not do we have the ability. It is literally we have the ability, we are a hearing spirit. We know the voice of God because we are sheep. And in this reality, let's read this scripture again. And Jesus said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, steward well, more will be given, more words. You want to hear God? Act on what you hear. Because you'll hear God more. For whoever has, I'm adding this, stewards what he has, to him more words will be given. But whoever does not have or does not steward what God speaks to him, even what he has will be taken away from him. Now, when I got a hold of this and I said, really? And so in getting real with this, people say, well, you know, I hear Pastor Dan or I hear so and brother, so and so, and they're talking about the Lord said, how, how does that happen? I don't know what, uh, let me just tell you, 
You got you to stop that statement because you are a sheep. You're born again. You hear God. And what you must understand, what you hear, you begin, it is your passion of the day. That's why I encourage people to read Scripture in the morning. We know some of you are not morning people, so we say, go ahead and read in the evening. That's okay. But in the evening, what you hear, make sure the first priority of your life is how do I steward what I hear? How do I live exactly what God said to me? And you begin, and we've learned that we're, we're not sheep that just don't know how to live. We're, we have wisdom. We have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We have the wisdom of the Word of God. That when we get in the Word of God, wise things begin to manifest in our life. And we're, we're not ignorant. We, we are people who can do great things for the kingdom of God, and God set it up. That's His covenant. But the reality is, is this. As we have not heard that the same principle in giving is the same principle in hearing God. And we all want to hear God, don't we? But when God speaks, what do you do with it? So God asked me a question. He says, Gary, are you a good steward of what I have spoken to you? And so in this, through the years of study, through reading books, through listening to teaching series, all the above, how all of us grow, I found 10 ways God speaks. The first one is through circumstances. And why I'm making that the first one is because that's how most people hear God. Remember Jonah? God spoke to him with his voice, and Jonah didn't heed God's voice, so God spoke to him through circumstance. The Bible says he doesn't bring evil, okay? So it's not evil, but because of disobedience of what we hear, circumstance takes place. The reason why God speaks is to direct us into the pathway of the covenant of God, his promises, his blessings. God is not up there slapping us around and just saying, you dummy, what, what are you doing? But the reality is, is everything that God speaks is saying, I love you, I believe in you, I created you to be able to succeed, and now steward it. Because the word tells us God gave us the authority. I had the privilege of teaching OSL and in that, I'm talking about God's authority. God has given us the authority. That's why he, he tells us, he shows us things through words. And, and in reality, when we live that out, we will have success. That's the reason why he speaks to us. He loves us so much that he even allows circumstance to take place to steer us back into the path. How many of you have turn back to the Lord at times because of circumstance, because of situations in your life, yeah. Second thing, the way God speaks, is through counsel. You read the book of Proverbs, you should. should read a, a chapter every single day. There's 31 chapters. A few months, you have to read a couple more, a couple in a day. But through counsel, many ways God speaks. He gives counsel. And 
and he gives counsel through others. The third is through peace. I want to read a couple scriptures here. Peace is an umpire. Peace is an umpire. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. See, when the peace of God arises in your heart, you become a thankful person. And you begin to see things in the right way. How many of you know people who are constantly angry and they, they're just always angry, always looking for the wrong side, always saying things, always complaining, always just every time you're around them, you basically, you're a good Christian, but you really don't want to be around them because of how negative they are. And the reality is the reason why they don't see things well, they're not thankful, is because the, the peace of God is not in them. Philippians 4, 7, peace will actually guard your heart. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, through the Word of God, through Christ. When you are in the Word of God, when you are journaling, it brings you peace and it guards your heart. Because when the enemy says things that's contrary to what God is saying, when you feel confused, peace guards your heart. And you will not move according to things that are based upon what's happening in your life. The fourth way God speaks is through people. Agabus gives a word to Paul. We're going to read that in a moment. But all through the Bible, all through history of the church, we see the words of the Lord that are manifested through people. Acts 21, 10 and 11 says, and as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews of Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now there's a, there's a whole argument in this area of, you know, well, God was saying, Paul, you're going to be going to Jerusalem, you're going to be arrested, and then you're going to be killed for your belief and all that. Um, I'm, of, I'm of an understanding in my studies is that the Holy Spirit was warning Paul, Paul, get out of yourself and begin to hear the Lord. Don't go to Jerusalem at this time, because if you do, you're going to be killed. And, and, and so, you, you know, people will take the word and try to explain it every, every which way, of, you know, what God is saying and make it sound good for them. All I'm asking you is what is God saying to you and what you're doing with it? You see that throughout the New Testament, people speaking to others. He also speaks through dreams and visions. Solomon, Jacob, Peter, John, Paul, Joseph. All through the Bible, you see dreams and visions that were given. He still does that today. Scripture tells us that today... Dreams and visions are given uh, to us. The sixth way is through thoughts. Through thoughts, well, that's not faith if you just think of it. Well, just follow my thought. No pun intended there. Matthew 1.20, Joseph is the earthly father of Jesus. But while he thought about these things, 
Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to you to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. In the reality of your thoughts that God will minister to you and answer those questions to you. And I, I am of a person that not all of us function in every one of these fully. But the reality is there's times that people, you know, we say, man, that's all you ever do is just thinking about things. Why don't you just get out and have life? Well, there are people that really think through things, and God can speak to you in your thoughts and regarding your thoughts, just like he did uh, with Joseph. We see the seventh way that God speaks is natural manifestations. You find that Romans chapter 1, John chapter 12, verse 29. Uh, Romans chapter 1, it tells us that God can speak through nature. John 12, 29 says, Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to them. So in essence, even when God was doing some kingdom work and was speaking to others, it wasn't words, it was thundering. In other words, that God, even when he speaks, nature listens and nature responds to what God says. I know that sounds a little strange, but see, God is the creator. Our God, Jesus Christ, is the creator of this universe, and the universe is submitted to God. The eighth way that God speaks is through supernatural manifestations. You will see this, uh, the burning bush with Moses, you see the fleece with Gideon, and the donkey with Balaam, remember, the donkey spoke to him. And, uh, you know, this is the old covenant, but you find in many instances that God can use natural circumstance to direct and to bring us into places of, of obedience to his, his word. And the reason is not because he's, again, a God that's slapping you around, it's because he's a God that loves you and just wants to just absolutely guide you and direct you, help you in your home, help you in your business, your job. What decisions do you make? Folks, all, all of you marketplace folks, I want you to understand, God wants you to succeed. You have to hear the voice of God. You spend time in the morning, and we're, we are developing right now a plan of, of getting there and getting to your businesses and begin to help you in, in reality of Scripture and giving you Scripture, getting you on, on email, whatever communicative thing that what we want to do is to help you in your businesses and, and just to really allow you to hear God and to succeed in everything you put your hands to. But it's hearing the voice of God, and it's stewarding that, and it's stewarding that well. The ninth is very simple. I mean, it's not something that you don't know, but it's through the Bible. In Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. By hearing, and hearing of the word of God. Oh, scriptures, you know, I, I, I want to tell you, scripture is so vital to you and me. 
to know the word, to memorize it, to understand what it is saying to you. It's so vital. Every single day you need to be in the word. You have to have a scripture for yourself. You go out there. Uh, some of you work in the police force and the fire department, and I see a couple of you in here, and I want you to understand every single day be led of the Holy Spirit. Don't make one decision. I mean, a quick decision. You get a call, you jump out of your car, and you start running. But see, when you are hearing the voice of the Lord, he will be there. He'll tell you to go left and not right. I promise you, God will talk to you. I'm, I'm telling you, I learned how to hear the voice of the Lord. When I lived at uh, the college I attended, downtown Los Angeles, well, Echo Park, and I used to walk about a mile to go to work, and uh, Friday night I'd get, be walking home about midnight in Echo Park, and uh, I'd be praying in tongues, and I'd hear the voice of the Lord. And I tell you, when he told me to turn left, I went left. When he told me to go straight, I went straight. Amen? Because there are things, you know, people say, well, you know, just stuff happens. Well, sometimes stuff happens, church, because we aren't stewarding what God says. We're not stewarding what God says. There is an actual road in the area that I live in that rarely do I drive on. The Holy Spirit spoke to me about that road years ago. And I don't drive on it. Not that I'm afraid of anything. Just I, I don't drive on it. I'm telling you now, but I don't tell people, by the way, don't drive on that road. I know I'm going to get 100 emails. What road was it? You know, so. <laughs> but the, the reality is this. Steward it. And I want to tell you, if you steward it, stuff won't happen. Number 10, which is, I believe, the ultimate goal is through a still small voice. 1 Kings chapter 19 through 12, uh, I'm sorry, 19 verse 12, Elijah, and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still small voice voice. The point is that God speaks, now what do you do? There is a book that I passed out that I've given that we've actually announced and sold here at the church. It's a book by Robert Morris, and he wrote a book called Frequency, and it's about hearing God's voice. In it, he said something. He says, right now, there are voices in the air. So let me explain to you what Scripture and what he is saying. If you had a radio, you could tune into a frequency and hear the voice that is on that frequency, the music that is on that frequency. But I want to tell you, there's a favorite radio station you might have, but if you miss it by a couple clicks you might be on another station of music that you don't like, okay? So there are other voices too on the radio, but you choose what you're listening to. In the Garden of Eden, there were two voices trying to talk to Adam and Eve, God and Satan. Jesus would come in the cool of the morning and talk with Adam and Eve, 
And also we find in Genesis, uh, the beginning of Genesis, that uh, Satan came and uh, spoke with him also. So Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, take heed what you hear. Be careful what you are listening to because Satan speaks too, Robert Morris was talking about. So now I want to make a statement. I want you to hear something. I'm not getting weirded out. Don't get freaked out here. Isn't it interesting Satan is called the prince and power of the air? Did you know that when you speak, your words travel through the air before it reaches the other person's ear? Have you ever thought that Satan might try to twist your words? Let me just give you an example. Some of you might have faced this. An example, in a marriage, this couple, they both work. The husband comes home, but the wife loves to cook and is making dinner. So the husband walks through the door and asks, Honey, when is dinner going to be ready? Here's what Satan might say. Did you hear what he said? He said, when is dinner finally going to be ready? So then Satan says to the wife, you tell him it will be ready when I get it ready. So then Satan goes over to him and says, did you hear what she said? She said, if you want dinner, fix it yourself. So you have an argument. I'm just saying that we have to steward the words of God well, but I'm telling you, that there is a force that wants to bring confusion to you, that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and wants to confuse things in your life. Have you ever had a conversation with someone, and later the person said to you, well, you said, and you know you didn't say that. That's what they heard. Now, I'm not telling you every little Confusion part in your life is because Satan has done it. But I'm just telling you, words are so important. They're so important. If we don't steward God's words well, then there's going to be stuff that can happen. So why not be focused on hearing God and stewarding it well? Amen? (laughs) It's not just God broadcasting. The devil is too. Sometimes you can hear your own thoughts and you think it's God, but it's just your own thoughts. Last thing I want to explain on this, I want you to really maybe put your your pens down, and I I just want you to, to just hear this. It's not in your notes, but it's something I just want to talk to you about. We talked about peace is so important in hearing God. The reason why peace is so important in hearing God is because if you don't have peace, you you make judgment. You make judgment of other people, what they said, their attitudes, whatever it may be. And you may be right in what you're thinking, 
But in hearing God, the reality of hearing God, you must be walking in peace. You must understand that God has everything in control. God's not up in heaven. Jesus is not up in heaven making the high priest, making intercession for us, going, oh, Father, oh, look what's going on. And freaking out. They're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. They see the trail. They see the road. They know all things. They know your gifts. They gave them to you. They know who you are. And in all aspects of hearing God, everything that is brought to you is done with perfect peace. You could be facing the toughest time of your life, but the Holy Spirit can lead you. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. God, you know what to do. And you settle, and you get into that frequency of peace. And you listen. And the moment you hear, because you're in peace, you steward it well. There are choices that you make. There are things that you will accomplish in life. That you can do this with perfect peace and perfect direction. Some of you are struggling. Holy Spirit's showing me today. Some of you are struggling at work. Some of it is because you've made wrong decisions. You've had a bad attitude, maybe. That word maybe is my comforting pastoral voice. The Holy Spirit said you had a bad attitude. But the reality is, make decisions based on perfect peace. Your boss may be an idiot. Amen. But how do you steward what God says? The Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. How do you handle those situations? And it's difficult. I want to tell you, and I'll, I'll submit this to you, I don't have all that together either. There are times I've had those thoughts, I just slap them, then love them. Don't look at me that way, because you thought the same thing. But you get into a lifestyle where you become a person that says, I know I hear God. And because I know that I hear God, I will walk straight and steward well what God gives me. There are times we don't do that. Consequence comes in. But when in the consequence, you hear God again. You're going to hear the same thing. God's, God doesn't go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try this. No, that's human. God says, this is what I want you to do. and This is exactly how to do it. And I already see the answer. I already see the result. See, when we grab a hold of that, when God asked me that question, how are you stewarding what I am saying to you? What I got out of that after a few days of thinking about it was this. God saying in my words, I got this under control. 
The answer is this. Now, for you to get from point A to point B is you do what I said. I get it now, God. And so there are times that I had no clue, but I know I heard God, and he said, do this. I didn't even know. I wasn't even praying for the result. But I knew what God said, and I just, I didn't blindly, but I just started walking that direction. This is what you do. And I did it, and all of a sudden, you know, door number two opened up. And there it was. And I will always do that till I take my last breath. Because I know that God knows. Here's the second thing, and I'm going to tell you what it is, and we'll close. And I really want to pray for you today. I feel an urgency, God saying to me, to pray for you regarding this. Steward how you hear. Steward how you hear. We put ourselves in so much situations that we can't even hear God. We get in such a frenzy emotionally, we can't even hear God. And God is very lovingly looking at us and saying, <laughs> sorry, Richard, I'm having to show this and look at someone, and he's saying, hey, no, look at me. Get out of your stuff, me. Steward how you hear. Let's all stand. Next week, we'll fully explain that.